0: Welcome to Plane Talk. Plane Talk has a new podcast every two weeks with up-to-date information about aviation technologies for general and business aviation. From home to cockpit to boardroom to personal tech, Plane Talk provides informative information for pilots, industry insiders, and aviation enthusiasts alike. My name is Phil Lightstone. I'm a general aviation pilot with over 1,900 hours in my logbook, flying almost every week with over 30 years' experience in the technology and aviation industries. Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Marvin Kulchman. Marvin, tell us uh, a little bit about your journey to uh, owning uh, Piper Cherokee, I believe.
1: Well, yes, uh, um, it has been an interesting one. um, I've been, I guess, a person who's always wanted to fly and uh, just never had the opportunity with whether it was you know kids or work or you know other life's uh, life's uh, trials and tribulations that get in the way. so i I became a a late flyer. Uh, I guess it all happened once uh, my wife bought me uh, one of those uh, introductory gift uh, flights because it's always something i want to do for one of my birthday pre- birthday presents a few years ago i guess that kind of really clinched it for me uh although i, I must admit that uh, we have close close friends who are pilots uh, both a husband and wife uh, team they, they he was a air canada pilot for about 27 years and she was just uh, you know uh you know recreational flying and they both had their own planes and they they had taken me out a couple of times, each in their individual planes, and uh, and then uh, once I did that uh, uh, flight with uh, uh, that that gift certificate that my wife got, uh, I said, "I, I got to do this." So it's 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 now or never.
0: You were you were hooked.
1: Uh, yes, I was. I was definitely hooked. I mean, it was something I always wanted to do, but it just it just the timing came together and the opportunity, and I said, "You know what." and uh, I'm going to do this. So I uh, started my journey, I, I, I guess, uh, looking back at my logbook, uh, it was April of 2018 is when I had my, I think, my first lesson, actually. Let's see. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to be turning uh, 70 years old. So I was you know, 60, 67 when I started my journey. I know pretty late in life. Uh, I hear stories of my friends have been flying for, you know, 20 and 25 and 30 years. I'm kind of jealous of that I missed all that opportunity, but I guess better late than never.
0: So your journey to buy a new airplane focused you to uh, a Piper uh, Cherokee. Why, uh, why Cherokee, Marvin?
1: Well, um, okay, let, let me, if I could just b- backtrack for, for a second. The Piper Cherokee actually... Isn't my first airplane. I uh, I learned on ultralights, and I I, I remember my uh, solo was back in you know November of 2018, and I actually bought my um, uh, advanced ultralight, uh, which was a Zenair 601, uh, a little two seater, uh, in June of 2019. So technically, you know, uh, the Cherokee wasn't my first aircraft; it was my first GA aircraft and a whole a bit of a different world than, than, than an ultralight. So the, the, the Cherokee, uh, it's something that, you know, I, you know, after I got my passenger rating for my ultralight, I said, okay, what's my next challenge? And I wanted to get a, you know, a, a bigger airplane, something with a little bit more capacity to it. Uh, and I moved, my, I moved my 601s. I was down up, and, up at uh, Edenvale, and I moved it down to Buttonville joined the Buttonville Flying Club and it was obviously opened my eyes to more opportunity. I uh, up at Edenville. I mean, there were other planes there, but there wasn't a flying club and uh, it's kind of a different environment. And so when I came down to Buttonville and, and saw really the camaraderie and all the, all, and all the different planes down there, uh, I kind of got my juices going and said, okay, you know, I'm ready for another adventure because I had, you know, I had done my passenger rating on my, on my, uh, on ultralight and, um, I, I guess I could have you know, thought of going for my instructors, but I wanted a different uh, different plane.
0: So what drew you to the Cherokee versus Cessna? So I guess the question of high wing versus low wing.
1: Yeah, well, uh, actually, I was kind of leaning towards a high wing plane. And basically, the only reason why I was doing that is because, well, it was easier to get into and uh, didn't have to climb on the wing anymore, and so I was starting to look around at uh, you know Cessnas, uh, primarily you know, 172s. It was just a matter of timing and you know seeing what was available, and here we were in the middle of COVID, and um, uh, planes were getting uh, snapped up pretty pretty quickly. And I did have I did have a bit of a uh, you know a, a budget of what I wanted to spend on a plane. Some of my friends were saying, "Oh, go back to go lowing, go lowing, Marvin. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, you can get into plane. Don't worry about it." So they, I started looking around, and looking at you know planes that kind of fit my budget as well as fit my need. Obviously, wanted something simple. I think one of the first planes that I saw was a a, a little a beach aircraft that I was probably about an hour away from uh, acquiring. And again, here I am. um, I'm doing all of this over the internet and long distance, and COVID, and all that kind of stuff. So, and and planes. uh, How do I say it? Were were being bought up left and right. And if you were, if if you snooze, you lose, kind of thing. So I was always uh, either an hour or a day late in terms of finding an aircraft. And I was going, you know, online and looking around. And my and my friends were helping me look as as well. Uh, After that little beach. Uh, escaped me um, which was kind of disappointing i uh, said okay well we'll keep our, our sites open and and this, uh, uh, lo and behold this uh, the Cherokee uh, popped up and uh, it was in ontario it was local and i said okay let's do it and it was within the price range and you know i sent it to my buddies and uh, what do you think and they said oh, sure looks 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 fine uh, you can you can handle this and go for it now i have to tell you that I I do not have a license to fly the plane, not yet.
0: Oh, a small technicality that I'm sure you can, o- overcome with some uh, flight instruction.
1: Oh, exactly, exactly. So I said, you know, I set a goal for myself. You know what? I want to get a, 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 a GA aircraft. I, I I know I don't have my uh, my my permit yet, but uh, so I'm I'll get my recreational pilot permit. And under the regulations, they'll recognize all my hours uh, towards getting my permit, just have to do, you know, flight tests and flight exams and and get going with that. Uh, Unlike having for my PPL, uh, for for PPL, the regulations don't recognize, uh, well, they only recognize 10 hours uh, of ultralight flying uh, towards the PPL. But anyway, that was neither here nor there.
0: I think we all recognize that, uh, you know, the pilot's journey is all about uh, a license to learn, shall we say.
1: Absolutely. You're, you're learning all the time. It doesn't matter how many hours you have. I'm, right now, i you know looking at my logbook, I'm 130 hours plus, 130 official hours. Well, obviously, I've been putting in some time in, in the Cherokee since owning it, but, uh, but uh, obviously those others aren't, aren't really countable.
0: And when you say that, you, you mean you're flying with your buddies that are private pilots on the insurance. We wouldn't want to anybody thinking that you're just going out solo by yourself without a license. Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, of course not. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to do everything by the book.
0: So you ended up picking up a, a cool Piper Cherokee 140B. Yes. Built in 1969. 60, 69, yes, 30, that's right. 3,500 hours-ish yep. on the airframe. Yeah,
1: total, that's total time, yes.
0: And 650 hours since the major overhaul. Major. Right. Sounds like a, a pretty sweet ride. What was the, you know, the journey during the pre-purchase inspection like, and what what lessons did you learn going through the the process?
1: Well, uh, when I as I said when I bought the plane, uh, I was out of the country. I had it uh, had it flown in for a, a pre-purchase to uh, the um, mechanic that uh, was you know uh, on on site at Buttonville. and uh, unfortunately I wasn't there for either for the flight I never flew in the plane I I'm I'm still out of the country actually I think from the timing is I actually came back in but I was in quarantine um because of the covid and so I couldn't attend for the pre-purchase inspection I was quarant- still quarantining at home for, from a from a timing perspective and so I had a few of my my buddies were out there Neither I or or they had flown in the plane, so the uh, the owner flew it in. The arrangements for the pre-purchase inspection and that that happened, and they you know they identified a, a number of things that needed to get fixed on the plane. Uh, I, I guess from my perspective, it wasn't a complete story in terms of what deficiencies the aircraft had. Surprise, surprise! But it certainly cost a lot more money than I had anticipated in terms of what the initial uh, uh, upfront costs were going to be in terms of getting the plane in uh, uh, oh, uh, airworthy condition and, and usable condition.
0: Certainly i found the airplanes that I've bought known historically that flight testing the, uh, the aircraft to you know, see if all the avionics works, is the airplane flying straight and true, does it have any bad habits, you know, et cetera. I mean, that's all... Uh, critical to yes. pre-purchase, and I think as you Absolutely. said, and as you said, you were hampered, you know, buying an airplane in a seller's market during COVID with all the the craziness, and then having that pesky quarantine. And
1: I guess also a disadvantage is that, you know, not, not having been a, a Piper owner, uh, a Cherokee owner, you know, not knowing what the characteristics, first of all, I didn't, fl- didn't fly the plane, you know, didn't have the opportunity to. And even if I did, I, I certainly would have had someone who's owned a Piper Cherokee, uh, knowing how it handles and flies. So as, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You You really want someone who's, you know, been in that position where they've you know are familiar with the 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 type because as we all know uh, all the aircraft handle a bit differently and have different quirks and characteristics to them Uh, obviously if i were you know doing this again or buying another plane uh, i I would definitely want someone who's you know flown the type or owned actually not just flown but owned the type uh to you know say you know it's more of a Uh, better from a comparison perspective. And yes, even though you still go through all the the mechanical and electronic stuff uh, to find out exactly, you know, what's working, what's not working so well, I I was a bit surprised to uh, discover that, you know, the uh, pre-purchase inspection was not as comprehensive as I had uh, thought it was going to be. Although uh, when I did the pre-purchase inspection on on the Ultralight uh, and my... uh, uh, and that was done by my instructor who's, you know, flown, you know, tons of hours of, uh, in, in ultralights and familiar with the planes. It was a, bl- a little bit more reassuring. When I went in for the, for the Cherokee, um, first of all, I wasn't even there. I was remote, never been in a Cherokee before, never flown in a Cherokee before, you know, certainly, a, from a lessons learned perspective, uh, uh, I would uh definitely bring along someone if I'd never uh, been in a plane before I would definitely want someone who's flown that type of plane uh and and owned that type of plane to you know provide some perspective on its you know handling and and um and and, and its functionality. I was uh, deeply surprised and you know I guess you know I guess when we're talking about lessons learned that you know when I said I'll oh, do pre-purchase I would have thought it would cover Everything as far as the operations of the plane are concerned, but lo and behold, certainly the uh, the organization that I picked uh, um, didn't do that, and uh, they, you know they, they didn't check out the avionics and uh, uh, didn't know that you know one radio wasn't working and the other radio was was not even GA uh, approved and started from there.
0: So no doubt, I I think as you said at the at the beginning, you don't know what you don't know and certainly one of my absolutely one of my takeaways from our conversations is hey maybe a good idea to get a a list from the uh the shop uh what do you do during a pre-purchase inspection right and yep. you know which is obviously the flip side of the coin what aren't you doing and um yeah. with help of mentors being able to uh kind of fill the um the gaps
1: yeah and i, I would and, and again and, and kind of retrospect honestly i would just hire i would i i know my i had some of my buddies there for some part of the time because you know that pre-purchase inspection basically took literally uh the whole part of a day even though i wasn't there and didn't see the process and some of my buddies they were they were there for oh, probably a couple of hours just to you know see what was going on the kind of stuff and they popped in and you know uh, honestly in retrospect i would hire someone to to supervise the The actual pre purchase, who really knew what they were doing, just to make sure that, you know, I had a a second set of eyes of expertise. Because, like I said, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm certainly, you know, not a mechanical person by any means. And I would really want to make sure that, you know, the person that was doing the inspection, I mean, I know they're all, you know, qualified, you know, quote unquote qualified AMEs, but. Thoroughness is thoroughness, and uh, I would really want someone who would, uh, would really be supervising the, the, the supervision of that, uh, that process of, uh, uh, for an inspection. Because as I've learned uh, in, in this business, uh, av- aviation is an expensive hub. Uh, it can get really expensive if one's not thorough, and, and certainly in, my, in my pro- the, what I went through, uh, it, I would say it was not a thorough process.
0: Uh, Savvy uh, Aviation has a uh, service called Savvy Pre-Buy that uh, takes the reins for a, a pre-purchase. So Marvin, what's on the horizon for you?
1: Well, obviously getting my uh, permit to legally fly the plane is is uh, the first thing I need to accomplish. I've already lined up an, an instructor for, for me. and. Uh, we're just getting that insurance process, uh, uh, you know, nailed down. I like, uh, having to have the instructor on my uh, on my on my insurance to uh, uh, begin, and uh, I, I'm sure I'll, you know, quickly, you know, pass through that process. Uh, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, in, in the plane uh, and flying and doing all the things that we need to do. I just need to get through the the, the, the mechanics of you know writing my exam and uh, the flight exa- doing flight examination and and doing my technical, myself, things of that sort. But beyond that, you know, at this stage of my life, you know, I'm not planning on uh, uh, looking at, you know, twin engines and uh, uh, other, you know, sophisticated things. I, I'd like to enjoy the plane that I have. I want to make sure that uh, it's 100% and I might do a, a few little upgrades to it uh, uh, along the way to make a little, a little bit more comfortable, maybe putting some, you know, portable air conditioning in the plane or something. But, uh, nice. I, I don't plan on, you know, ripping out the entire panel. I'll Obviously, I had to, you know, update my avionics, put in uh, two new radios and an audio panel just to make it, you know, uh, air, airworthy and, and safe. But, uh, I'm not planning on ripping out and putting in you know, glass panels and crazy, you know, electronic stuff, which can probably double the price of, of the airplane.
0: Marvin, thank you so much for the uh, for the chat.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure, and uh, and hopefully uh, there'll be someone who'll be able to uh, uh, learn some, some of the lessons that I should have learned or hopefully learned uh, in, in, uh, in, in the purchase of an aircraft.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Plane Talk. If you have any ideas for a future Plane Talk episode Please go to the contact us page at plaintalk.ca and send in your idea. Don't forget to like us at plaintalk.ca, our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, and this podcast. And never stop living the dream.